Perfect. Okay. All right. So, wait, is this a new... We have to start all over now? No, we don't start over. It's a new episode. Yeah, we have 30 minutes. All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back Last after our technical difficulties. 30 minutes, we're kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> So, we were talking about, uh, probably philosophy. Yeah, we were, were talking about, about ducks. Oh, yeah, we were talking about, <laughs> let's philosophize about ducks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, Anthony, um, Dakota's homecoming is, it's, um, they're not taking guests. No. There's no guests. No guests. Was there uh, any right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't get it. I don't see a reason why not to take yeah. guests because I mean we just had a football game with completely packed stadium, with right? Completely right. packed, right? And that was against Chippewa, right? Mm-hmm. That was a really good game. Yeah, really good. We won. Yeah, like at the very end we scored, so it was a very close game. Okay. Yeah, my my recruiter was there. Do you know what guy? Yeah, now Sergeant Simpson was there. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! You, Did you do some pull ups? I uh, no, I wasn't there for. for like before the game, but um, they were throwing. I got a pencil. Oh, I got yeah, a, I got a, marine, got a pencil. marine pencil. I, I didn't get one of the marine shirts. Yeah, they they're branding pretty hard throwing stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sorry to butt into your, your little <laughs> conversation there, but uh, but for the Chef Dan episode, I think I came up with a pretty good segment. What? A segment? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can hear you now. <laughs> All right. So so here's our segment. This okay. happens to be every episode. It's called Bobby complains. Bobby bitches. <laughs> bitch Bobby please. <laughs> so whatever, because you know Bobby's been being a little assertive lately, and uh, if you want to call it assertion, I I think it's just like irrational ramblings, in my opinion. But like like me me and Anthony were working really hard one day. And Bobby came in like two hours early. Chef Steve called him in, mm-hmm. and it was um, the day of your homecoming, so I re- we were pretty short staffed. Yeah, it was Saturday, and, and okay, yeah, Bobby yeah. came in. Early. We needed Bobby to do the cold plates, or we needed Bobby to, to wash dishes while me and Anthony do cold plates. But right after we were done with that, uh, me and Anthony were going on break, and, and Bobby goes, "Don't be up there the whole hour, okay?" But like he was really angry. He didn't make eye contact with us. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. and mind you. Nothing was really happening. Yeah, nothing. Parties were done. Mm-hmm. Plates were pretty much cleaned up. The ideal and time to go on. Yes, the, we, an ideal time. And yeah. we were up there for less than 30 minutes. And when we came down, he told me, he was like, I'm just mad at you guys. What? And I said, why, Bobby? I was telling you about this. And he's like, yeah, it's just, I had to come in early and you guys are just on break and I'm just doing dishes. And th- I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Very okay, so we went on break at around... 450. 450. I don't even remember. And Will Will attempts came in at five. Okay. So And there were no dishes. So what we were up there twenty minutes. Or he was only alone for ten minutes. Seriously? And, yes. Because Will and Will and attempts came in. So he wasn't doing a lot of dishes. He was just there. And they all came in. We were only on break for like twenty five minutes when we came down. And he's like yeah, I came in early to help you guys, and you guys were on break. I'm like, Bobby, we needed a break because we've been working our asses off, working the double party with just the two of us, just to eat because we haven't eaten since what, like maybe nine o'clock in the morning, right? And it's 
It's almost, dinner time. Time. It's almost dinner time. Yeah, no, it seems like that. We got it at 11, I think. 10. Oh, 10, okay. Dude, Dan was telling me, Dan was telling me that, that Bobby was bitching because he thought that he came in just so you and I could go on break. Yeah, sometimes the, I've seen this at times around the kitchen where um, there's a lot of encouragement given, like access of encouragement, and uh, that can at times elevate one's uh, uh, perception of their own self-worth towards others around them. And when people like that are encouraged consistently that they matter most, they matter most to this um, you know, that can be lead to a little bit of uh, an ego, an ego, right? And some arrogance. And, and, and how how do we see that? That's portrayed when beginning of the night when Bobby is like, "Uh, I should clock out last because technically I'm your supervisor. You know, I'm the executive dishwasher." Yeah, I know. It's just like the office, like. Like Dwight, Dwight yeah, giving him Dwight, assistance to the exactly. regional manager, like the fake role to make him feel better. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, assistant Not, to the regional manager. Mm -hmm. Right, and 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 that's, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, with uh, with that, you know. But here's the thing, though, Bobby at times he does work very hard. He does like all the time. Yeah, and 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 he shows up when uh, people ask him to come in and stuff like that. So he's a good worker and it's, mm -hmm. it's warranted, but he jumps on the trash can or the dumpster like every time he ha every time we have to. Yeah. I'm like, Bobby, yeah. stop. Yeah, and he I haven't seen him take a break. I think maybe once I saw him take a break. I don't know if I've ever seen him take a break. Me and him took a break together once. Okay. Yeah. What was that like talking on the phone? He he just like every it would be quiet and all of a sudden he'd be looking at his phone, he'd be like <laughs> <laughs> Look at this news story. Was it fantasy football season? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bobby. We'll have you on the podcast. You and Will, soon enough, if you're listening. He's probably not listening. He might be. It's <laughs> always good to assume that like everybody in your grandma's listening. Yeah. Yeah. It really is, yeah. Sometimes I forgot that. Yeah. Hopefully we won't have to make another cut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's because of you know what a lapse of judgment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lapse of judgment. Yeah. Hmm. All right, boys, back to the docket. All right, so there's this idea, this really crazy idea that 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 uh, I heard from Jordan Peterson. He was talking about Carl Jung who was, you know, Carl Jung is? He was a student of Sigmund Freud. You know Sigmund Freud is? How about, uh, how about Nietzsche? Nietzsche. Yes, Nietzsche. I don't follow Asian, like, Hinduism or whatever. Carl Jung oh, is not Asian. Oh, all of the guys we just mentioned were from Europe. Yeah. Um, what they sounded like, they so, it sounded like a Chinese Nietzsche. name. <laughs> okay, you know, I'll be honest. I'll yeah, be... it sounded like a, like a Buddhist name. That's why. Okay, Nietzsche does kind of, and that... so does Jung. I thought, I thought Jung was right. Asian as well. Yeah, exactly. It sounds about. like it. But it's not like racist or anything. It just sounds like it. I know, we're yeah. just fucking with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. But he's, he's Swiss, yeah. right? It's yeah, he's Swiss. The viewers. <laughs> yeah. We gotta make it clear for, for all of you at home. Carl Jung. Carl Jung. <laughs> 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 so anyway, Carl Jung has this idea <laughs> where <laughs> so so he, he says 
a person cannot be a good person until they go deep within themselves, into the evil within themselves. He calls this the shadow. And, and you discover the monstrous, the monstrous seedy underbelly of yourself and learn to control it. And then you climb back up. And then, and, you know, many have not mastered that. Many have gone down to that, to that evil center of themselves and, that, and it's just consumed their personality. Like they haven't mastered it, you know. Like Hitler's a good example of that, you know. He, he went down to that, that evil within himself and, and he lost all good within himself. That's why I mentioned it's, it's, a, it's, a, dangerous, it's a dangerous thing to do. And Jung did that. All right. And that, that that's why time. people. That's why people call him crazy. Well, he called himself crazy. He did. Is that why? Well, I mean, he, there was there was a time when he went clinically clinically insane. Instead of going to seek help, you know, like any normal person, he used it as an opportunity to study the unconscious. So he was he was studying. Like he was studying himself going insane. That that's that's what happened. But eventually, you know, he came out of that. Because of his studies. That's gonna have some crazy social impact on you, man. Like your social life would just He's completely disconnected from the average person. Yeah. Yeah. Well was, he's dead now. But the holy shit, man. Wait, was he a he was a philosopher or something? He was a psychologist, a philosopher. Studied all kinds of things like that. Yeah, kind of back in what, 1940s, 50s? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the last interview with him was in 59, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, man. That, that he, when, when he was a kid, he would... He, it, sounds, it sounds very weird because of the conditioning, cultural conditioning nowadays, but he had imaginary friends. <laughs> he would sit on a rock in his backyard in the garden and he would and he would say i'm sitting atop the rock <laughs> with all of my friends here and, and it, it's i don't understand it but but i i think I, I think that it's a good possibility that we might have a misguided understanding on things like that you know, because we just called him crazy if someone has imaginary yeah, friends. Yeah, we just say, like, don't have imaginary friends. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't have thoughts don't. in your head. Yeah. You know, a little like, like schizophrenia. Yeah. I don't know much about Schizophrenics that. are the normal ones. You just can't see them. No, they're not the normal ones. No, they're, they're, they're just on a whole other level than we are. Well, <laughs> schizophrenics in, in shamanistic societies were, you know, shamans are? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> so shamans... Shamans are, it's like a precursor to talk therapy. What shamans would do is, is they would take psychedelic drugs with their patients and, and they would like talk their patients yeah. through their problems before and after and during. You, you see it a lot today in like indigenous tribes. I mean, you saw it back then as well. Like yeah. Indigenous kind of. So shamans were like schizophrenics and, and, and they were revered in those societies because, because they, they were able to help people. Like, like they would be hearing thoughts in their heads, you know, again, I don't know much about it, but they were revered because they were healers of the mind and the body as well. They're incredibly wise people. There's still shamans nowadays, but far. Yeah. Beyond. When I, you know, when, when people are kind of, uh, 
against like the whole idea of like having uh imaginary friends and, and being uh like almost schizophrenic it's probably in part because it's not really good for survival and, and i mean like social, people would not accept you yeah social survival in, yeah in the, in the world that idea is seen across the board because people people don't understand it people don't know what you see mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah you know i mean we were uh you know you know at times you know uh it's hard to connect with people who uh who who see things that you don't necessarily see yes but we there there are uh there are some people that we encounter that just aren't you know this is going to sound very lofty but but what i'm what i'm saying is i feel like it's true just some people aren't at that specific level where they can understand things like this looking at you anthony <laughs> Are you calling me a retard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the hard word. schizophrenic? <laughs> Are you talking about me? Uh, no, we're not. Just like my parents and doctors. <laughs> Take your pills, Anthony. <laughs> no! They're real. <laughs> yeah, this is all about a diagnosis. Like, yeah, diagnosis like, of Anthony. Your parents told us to, to get you here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't think you're an idiot, dude. Yeah, we're just joking. But yeah, but but there are some people that are on that level, you know, very far from. Yes, very far disconnected. From yeah. Right, a lot of uh, if you're on this level, you're typically an artist or some kind of creative person, even an entrepreneur. I'd say, like someone who is like open. On what level? Like. On the level of like like what we're talking about right now, like like this idea that this Carl Jung idea. Like Are you the, talking about the one where you, uh, you go into your shadow and. We're not on that level, not even close, dude. No, but what level are you talking about? I'm talking about just being able to talk about these ideas. Oh and yeah, sure. Them. Yeah, sure. The idea, yeah, of willingly uh, thinking about complex ideas mm-hmm. things that make you go crazy yeah if you were to think about them especially alone yeah uh yeah the philosophy let me tell you anthony <laughs> it's uh sometimes sometimes when you're reading philosophy or even just like thinking philosophy at night it can drive you crazy like you'll, you'll feel like you're going insane a little bit because you're exploring these ideas that that not many people around you depends on you know who you are and who your friends are, but not many people around you will, will be able to understand those those concepts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like especially yeah. this idea, dude. It's scared. I mean, I'm I'm kind of over it now, but like it scared the shit out of me when I first heard of it. And I assume that yeah. fear will spike up again. Yeah, and when we mention like philosophy, that I I feel like a definition for it would just be to. Like a, a, a broad category of complex ideas that represent uh, social patterns, mostly social patterns, um, and inner uh, mental patterns in our life. Um, and it, but you can also, you know, they, they say there's a philosophy about, you can have a workout philosophy, right, where you're 
you got it's kind of like a, a way to go about things mm-hmm. um and uh in general i think most of this is what we talk about is is probably could be categorized as religious philosophy but yeah for sure in a way it's uh i mean shit religion is philosophy right yes yeah as we've we've made that clear I yes think. yes but i don't think philosophy well, has to be religious well i mean i i guess you're right yeah it doesn't have to be religious but would you mind going elaborating on that because like like if, if you're connected to a philosophy or if you read a philosophy that you're interested in it's kind of hard not to treat it like a religion Especially if you're on a self-improvement path. I guess you could use... I feel like religion would just be, like, one, uh, like, subcategory. Like, Are we using the word religion as, like, lifestyle, kind of? I was thinking more like, uh, like, as you would call a program. Like, values? Yes. Yeah. Virtue? Well, like, like, communism... Like, it's got a name, mm-hmm. and it's a religion, right. is it not? And so... Uh, well, they're atheists. Communists are atheists, I'm pretty sure. They don't believe in a god, but if you think about the uh, Soviets living in, you know, 1950s Soviet Union, their god is, is Stalin. Right, yeah. And so it's pretty much, if you look at it, it's literally a religion. They have these ideas, they have um, the works of Marx, uh, Karl Marx to to uh, study and to read about, and then they have their deity, or Stalin, you know? Mm-hmm. And in a way, it is in part a religion. You know? Yeah. I think we should make clear the dangers of, of Marxism and communism. Because there's some people sprouting up saying, like, uh, I'd prefer a socialist. You agree with that? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, it's stupid. I'm agreeing with you. Okay, I'm, like, okay. saying, like, they're... Go on. I mean, this, communism is fucking dangerous, man. Because, because w- what happens is, um, every, like what we were saying earlier, everyone's on the same standard, you know, and, and, and there are no hierarchies. So, and, and lately, I, I've been jogging, and and why the hell would I be jogging if not to get better? It, not not just a, a hierarchy of like people that I know, a hierarchy within myself, like where I'm at today, what like like I could be here one week and then be here another week because I'm running, you know, and that's a hierarchy. So, so it's like, like, and that's a conservative idea and people that lean so far to the left that they're socialist or Marxists, uh, they need to understand that. And they don't understand the, the idea of a, like a higher, just natural hierarchies. Yeah. And, and how they, they just have, I think the word we should use is instinctual that because yeah, as we same thing. Yeah, everything is natural, whether it's refined or an instinctual uh, hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's a million differences between all three of us, mm-hmm. you know, and we both want different things in life. And a million similarities as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. and it's hard to forced uh, forced uh, conformity, and to be as much like the other person as you can is, I think, against human nature mm-hmm. or human instinct. My bad. Human nature allows us to do as much as we want. Yeah. Be who we, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But human instinct is, most humans don't want to. Well, if you're a postmodernist who um, defies all 
ideology, including rationality. I don't know if that's an ideology, but, but you know, they, they're not very rational, as we've seen from YouTube videos, like social justice warriors. I support the ideas that they have to, to degrees. I just don't support the fact that they force it down your throat, you know? Yeah. It's like in The Simpsons when Lisa was trying to force everyone in her family to be a vegetarian. It's like, no, you don't, you don't do that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but, but if you're a postmodernist and you're, and you're denying these ideas that have so much merit, like hierarchies, and, and you're just shouting people down in kind of like a rave-like, like animalistic kind of yelling match, bless you. Like you're not even... <laughs> oh, that was funny, man. <laughs> Like you're not even uh, you're not even listening to the other side, you know. And I, I see that in a lot of people. Like like you need like if you listen more, you know, you're you're gonna get your attitude's gonna change a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people talk and not listen. Mm -hmm. See that, and I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I'm almost positive I see that in Bobby. He talks a lot. Sometimes somebody doesn't let you get a word out. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me to value everything he says because, you know, like when like, you're talking, when when you're when you want to be the one talking the whole time, it's hard to value, right? Yeah, and also it, the more you say, the less the less valuable it is. Mm -hmm. That that was a very poorly articulated sentence, but like the you know the more you know the more product there is it's like supply and demand right <laughs> like the more supply you have the demand goes down you know and so it's but when you speak you know quietly softly uh sparingly or what you say often becomes more important yeah it, it, it's funny that you say that because sometimes sometimes you can still have uh i mean I, i'm trying to put this delicately Sometimes, for lack of a better word, sometimes you can be saying things that are misguided or stupid and you don't, you're not talking all the time, you know, because, because Cody doesn't really talk, doesn't really talk all that much about things like this, but when he does, it's not always, like, correct. Like intelligent? Yes, it's not always intelligent. Or shallow. It's very. I mean, I wouldn't say it's shallow, but demanding. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly a task. <laughs> it's mostly a task. Do something. Do. Yeah. Oh yes, that reminds me. Um, uh, whenever he's very he's very pushy and he always jumping to conclusions. Like two examples I have. It's one when we're going out the garage to take the garbage out. There's this. There's this. This. Uh, the speed bump that stops it's supposed <laughs> to stop the water from flooding, but it doesn't doesn't stop the water from flooding um, but, but when you bring the, the gondola outside and you put it over the thing, Cody's like standing right by the garage with a cigarette in his mouth he, he's like, don't forget to close the garage and it's like, you gotta get the gondola over the thing or else it's gonna roll back and he just like jumps to conclusions it, it, it's fucking annoying and, and, and to that I say I, I'm always like Cody, dude. You gotta be patient, man. L like, like one of the fundamental principles of learning is leadership. 
you have leadership and, and, and help helping people learn is, is let them figure shit out for themselves. You know, there was one time when we were, when we were cleaning the drains and, and I, and I was like, and I was, I was kind of cleaning with a towel and he's like, he's like, don't forget to get all this shit in, around the drain. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's what we're doing here. That's exactly what we're doing here, man. You not see this? Yeah, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of qualities uh, of, of, of a good leader that... Uh, and they're not seen in Cody. Yeah, yeah. Next time, just take the garbage bag out of the gondola and throw it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, no, dude, and then I just, just walk away and just leave the garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, trash someone out of the podcast, I'm but I haven't seen a, a lot of good reason to, to willingly uh, respect somebody that demands things that it doesn't have good leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with others, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that I would do I would trust them in what they say, and I would follow what they do because they're a good leader. Dan, Matt, Chris, Chris, Steve. Every yeah. every chef I've been with is very good, like very good leadership quality. Right, and and, and when I don't see that, I I just want to like not. I I don't like, I don't like uh, just being like told what to do necessarily. Like like that in that sense where it's like uh, a poor leader who who demands respect kind of wants to tell me what to do. It's like, I, I don't necessarily like, obviously I'm not going to be like, okay, yes, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm exactly what you said. Oh, mm-hmm. I need to clean the outside of the dress. Okay. Gotcha. I'm gonna do this. Sats. Yeah, no, no, of course I'm going to, you know, it's not easy, easily done, but mm-hmm. if, uh, someone I respect, I'm, I'm going to be probably a much better employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, he does have the the trait of telling people what to do. He's not afraid to tell people what to do, but you have to develop other traits. Like like you have to not be so damn pushy and jumping to conclusions. You have to not be a know it all. You also, you also, dude. I wish you had told me we were gonna talk about leadership traits. I I have a actually, dude. This is a tangent. It's, it's in my bag. It's my uh. It's in my car. My backpack. We talked about what makes a good leader yesterday in English. We did? Yeah, we wrote down a whole list of ideas that makes a good leader. And off the top of my head, you know, patience is one of them. Trust, uh, trustworthiness. Competence. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. Is a big one. Well, they're all big ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. And then, um, obviously, the ability to earn respect. To be able to socialize well with whoever it is you're in charge of. Mm-hmm. Um, to be understanding of their needs, um, and and thus they can be understanding of your needs. Yeah. Um, yeah, like with Chef Chris, he had a conscience, but like any reasonable person, a conscience has to have its limits. You understand? To what extent? Like, but like, like if someone like Bukowski needs a day off, and. His mom scheduled him a doctor's appointment and he shows up into work and he's like, Oh, I got to leave. I forgot my mom scheduled a doctor's appointment for me. It's like, it's like you're, you're you should not, you know, you should, you should not, uh, implore that. Like, like that's, that's irresponsible. That's lazy. From the employer's perspective. No, no. From a dude. 
Yeah, no, it, it's it's uh, perhaps it's a mistake, but it, it is he should have, you know, known that beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's him picking or choosing. It's like you pick because you have the choice. Do you stay at work or do you go to this doctor's appointment? Two things I, I can draw from that. Um, one, one, one would be like, like either he doesn't care about the job or two, the one that I, that I really think is true. Um, he doesn't care about his own life, whether he realizes that or not. He definitely doesn't. We, we haven't talked to him in like a year or so. Um, he definitely left a mark on the workplace. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. But he, but one thing's for sure. He doesn't care about his life. He, um, he's not, he's not interested in building habits. He's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to work with my dad's or with my dad. I'm just going to cut lawns for the rest of my life. Not the rest of his life, but you know, he's got condos. He's going to get time. 10 condos. Yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, my dad's, my dad's leaving me 10 condos. Yeah. Like, yeah I'm just going to rent them out and make money that way. <laughs> passive income. Passive income. <laughs> it's a good way to make passive income, but where's your fucking, where's your meaning? Where's your responsibility? Victor Frankl. What's your drive? He would hate him. Yes. What is your drive? What is your instinct? Well, maybe he would use him as an example of like an untapped, untapped potential. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel like Victor Frankl would be, you know, everything that he learned, he would be compassionate. Right. You know, yeah. like, like, like what I do is I always, whenever someone makes like, says something stupid, I'm always like, huh, Nietzsche would say you're an idiot, but it's like, it's like, maybe he wouldn't, maybe he would, maybe he'd want to help you, you know? Right. Or study. Yeah, exactly. Understand you're coming. Who am I saying Nietzsche would say you're an idiot? It's just right. funny thinking about what you guys said. You just called a kid. He, he said his life is worthless. He's going nowhere in life. He's not shit. He's no meaning. No, no, life can change on a dime. Life can change on a dime, man. I mean, right now, I mean, sure, but it's impossible that his life is going to go like this, you know, because things change, you know, whether they be major or not. Yeah, I, I wish we could talk some more, but I gotta go, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got class. I, I gotta go. I gotta oh, go study shit, the external. I gotta yeah, study social psychology. You gotta go to school, study more. Yes, yes. But uh, I thought it was. That's another thing we're gonna get into. Well, well I, I, I like I like school, but I don't like. I'd rather do this structure. Thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, it was a, a podcast. Yeah, our first video. You can, uh, uh, I'll put the uh, the YouTube link in in uh, the Snapchat story. But uh, thanks for tuning in and Godspeed. Yeah.